I'm Frank Garza, and welcome to Here and Abroad, a podcast that follows the U.S. men's national team and their player pool across Europe, MLS, or wherever else they play their club football. Today, we're going to dig into Chris Richards' club situation at Crystal Palace. We'll discuss the center back's performance since joining the club, what's keeping him from getting more minutes, and what the local fans and pundits think of him. To help me do all of that, I've invited Edmund Brack to join the show. Edmund is the Crystal Palace and AFC Wimbledon reporter for the South London Press. Edmund, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on, Frank. I really appreciate it. Yeah, an absolute honor to, to be on the podcast today. Hopefully I can provide the listeners with some sort of insight from, from here in South London that uh, helps you understand a little bit how Chris Richards is getting on here in this part of the world. Yeah, I think you definitely will. I think me and a lot of USMNT fans... Um, Chris Richards is kind of a, a fan favorite over here. We're always wanting him to get more and more minutes at Crystal Palace um, and just curious about his club situation. So uh, super excited to, to talk with you about that. Let's start kind of big picture, though. Um, I'd love to just hear what your overall thoughts are of, of Chris as a, as a player and how he's contributed to to the club since he's been there. I think it's been tough for Chris Richards. I can't. Oh, I probably wouldn't lie in that situation. I think he's um, he's obviously a tremendous centre-back, blessed with some incredible sort of athletic ability. Um, Roy Hodgson called him the best American centre-back in his press conference the other day when describing him sort of position-wise. I think the biggest task that Chris Richards has had while he's been at Selhurst Park is the fact that he's had to try and break past Joachim Anderson and, and Mark Gahey to try and claim one of the starting spots. There was a little brief period under Patrick Vieira where people were sort of sort of saying, you know, maybe we need to go to a back three to get this guy into the team. Um, hasn't quite worked out for him in that sort of way. Every time he's come into the team in that position, he's performed admirably. There are a run of games when Joachim Anderson was out to, uh, at the back end of last season. Run of games this season as well. He's had a little chance at centre-back, but can never fault his sort of performance rate. Or, or the, you never look at him and think the goals have been his fault. Um, a very, very good centre-back, a very good eye for a tackle. Um, can perform in multiple positions as well, which has sort of come into to play for him recently with Sheik Decore's injury, rupturing his Achilles. Chris Richards is incredibly mobile and can get about the pitch really well. And he's been performing that sort of, just playing as the centre-back that's just a bit of ahead of the, the back two. He's almost an extra centre-back at times, but he is a, a DM, a defensive midfielder in the sort of the way that they set up. But he's uh, he's come into his own in recent weeks, looked really, really good in that position. Um he sort of found a new lease of life maybe at Crystal Palace with, with that um, in terms of how he's, he's got on for the sort of bargain price that Crystal Palace got him at. I think he's, uh, he's been a tremendous signing and a, a shrewd addition to the squad. Let's talk about that, you know, the, the last two matches, how he's played that more defensive uh, midfield position. Um, how long should we expect that to, to continue? Is that something that he could play more of in the future or is this just to get past kind of a temporary injury well Sheik Decore is out for six months probably the rest of the season so this yeah this could be this could be a permanent thing for Chris Richards if if Roy Hodgson keeps stays in his position um I think Roy likes Roy, I think Hodgson likes having him in that in that role because Chris Richards is is can really get about the pitch. Like you saw against Liverpool on on Saturday, he was making some excellent slide covery tackles, winning pack possession, helping break up play. 
Um, I really like him in that role. I think I think I don't think it's his best position by Mar. I think centre back is obviously his, his best role. I know when he was at Bayern Munich, he he can play on either flank as well, can't he? Right back. I know he's had a stint, maybe one or two games at left back as well. So, um, but in terms of what he can offer to Crystal Palace in the Premier League, having him sitting in just in front of those back two really offers a lot of security. Um, take the Bournemouth game out of it because the Bournemouth game was dreadful across the board for for the whole squad. Um, he hit that first stint at West Ham. He made some vital interceptions in and around the edge of the box. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that Chris Richards has is A, his athleticism and B, his reading of the game. In that role, he can he can sort of execute that role perfectly. He knits things together really well. Um, but ultimately, I think for his US sort of national ambitions, he probably wants to be playing centre-back. And you're probably going to be hoping that for his sake, he's probably hoping that one of... Mark Gahey or Joachim Anderson moves on from Crystal Palace so he can claim one of the, the starting roles in that position. But as a as I as I mentioned already, for, for what Palace got him, for what he's offered, what he's brought to the team, where he is in the sort of pecking order, he's um he's a very, very good addition to the squad. Um I think he's very highly rated as well from you know, the coaching staff in terms of what he can bring to to the squad. So it's just a shame for him that he can't he can't break past Joachim Anderson and Mark Gahey. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is he's, I mean, he's very, very well thought of as a great player. It's just he has two excellent uh, center backs in um, Anderson and uh, Gahey ahead of him. Can you talk about those guys a little bit? That's kind of what I want to understand is how big of a mountain that is to climb for him. I mean, I look at those guys, um, Anderson's 27, Gahey's 23. So it seems like they're probably not you know, they're not, they're not, it's not like he's like waiting to like behind somebody who might be retiring anytime soon. I mean, like, what's the situation with those two? And can you just talk about why um, they're they're kind of ahead of him in the pecking order? Well, in terms of for Crystal Palace, what those two offer, it's it's massive to the way they play. I mean, Mark Gay, he is a, an England international, probably first in line when it comes to if Harry Maguire or John Stones misses out for the Euros, he's the next one to be starting. He's ahead of Tamori. Um, Branthwaite from Everton he is a top young centre-back with a very very bright future in the game you could easily see him going to whichever club he, he wanted to if if any club came in from Real Madrid et al then you could easily see him fitting in there quite seamlessly and with Joachim Anderson his passing range is, is such a vital c- component to the way that Crystal Palace break forward um, I think there's a story that Joachim Anderson used to practice with like Coca-Cola bottles trying to hit the, the cap or something with his passes and Every single one, you can tell it's very pinpoint and he reaches the destination um, for breaking up, sort of relieving pressure from the defensive area or setting Palace away on the counter. It's like, you, you can't drop him. He's too good. Um, but then when Chris Richards comes in, his athleticism is better than Anderson's. Yeah, He can recover better, win back the ball better, but Anderson as a defender wins a lot more clearances, I'd say. It's just off a small sort of litmus test. You know, It's, it's unfair to sort of judge the two of them not seeing Chris Richards over a course of the season in, in his best position. I'm sure you can tell me more about what he's like when he comes in for the US national team. Um, but it's really hard for him to break past Joachim Anderson and Mark Gay. I think the the thing for him would be that I would hedge my bets on one of them leaving Crystal Palace in the upcoming summer. Richards obviously signed a five-year deal at Palace. I imagine he's probably growing frustrated at the fact he wasn't playing, but now he's got this role. Um could even improve his reading of the game a little bit better playing in this position for six months should Crystal Palace decide not to 
sign a replacement for Shape the Core and let Chris Richards see out the season. Um, if he's looking at trying to win back a, a starting spot at centre-back, then if he does ride it out and, and still around in the summer, then I think one of those spots could become available um, and that could really work into his favour because Crystal Palace have a ready-made replacement to go in there who now has Premier League experience under his belt. Um, really good age as well. You know, no, no fears about him dropping off with his athleticism. Um, and as I mentioned, he could be a better player for what he's about to do maybe for the next couple of months in this role. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's things to look forward to with him. It's just, you just feel for him in some respects that you may be looking at it when he when he comes initially and you think, was Crystal Palace the correct club? Maybe if, if you were looking at, he, I know he got that injury before the World Cup and one of the reasons why he wanted to come to Crystal Palace was so he could be fit and playing to play in the World Cup. There was a very cruel injury because he was playing very well. Um, but you look at it and you think maybe making that choice was Palace the correct club because it was going to be very, very difficult for him to get ahead of, of Gahey and Anderson. Yeah, you've talked about you know his athleticism um, as, as you know that's obviously one of his his key strengths. Can, can you can you talk a little bit more about what you see as his like strengths and opportunities as, as a player? Maybe a couple of each. Yeah, uh, he's very good at short passing. Like I, w- I wouldn't necessarily trust him to be pinging the ball left, right, and centre all over the pitch to to break the team away on counter attacks. But then when he has Joachim Anderson behind him. If he's just feeding the ball to Anderson all the time, then that that's fine for Palace. There's no there's no problem there with that. Um, what I've noticed in the past couple of games, especially, is is his recovery challenges. Uh, I think he stopped Graven Birch on Saturday from breaking away, and it would have been a three on one with Palace basically helpless at trying to stop the ball. And Anderson produces this excellent slide challenge, perfectly timed, just sweeping the ball away from Graven Birch and throwing it out for a corner uh, for a throw in. Sorry. Um, yeah, even when he's played in defence, I know he gave a penalty away against Aston Villa earlier in the season, but in the season, but for me that looked like a, a a harsh penalty to be sort of deemed as his fault. I think he executed the slide tackle perfectly, but with the way that he's jumped into the challenge, the referee deemed it negligence. I don't know, deemed it as sort of slightly rash, and and Palace conceded a penalty that way. But I've never noticed him to dive into challenges. Never noticed him to give away silly fouls. I know he picked up a yellow on. Saturday, but playing in that role, an unfamiliar role to him, he's going to end up doing that. Um, I like a lot of what, about what Chris Richards can offer to this squad. He's a very good Premier League player. Uh, I'd love to see what he could do with a, a season of playing in that sort of centre-back role could do and, and, and where I'd notice maybe strength and differences because every time he comes into the squad, I remember a foot race up against Manchester United. I'm trying to think who the player was, but he basically this player had burst away from him it was going towards goal and and Chris Richards just somehow manages to keep up catch him and produce another excellent slide challenge to put the ball out for play um, I think it might have been Anthony last season under Patrick Vieira um, but I like uh, but as I've mentioned already he's a you feel sort of loath to, to criticise him in any way because Crystal Palace picked him up for a very very good deal this was a kid who I'm sure you'd know more than me but coming through in America how highly rated was he he he, he looked with Bayern Munich bringing him over. They must have had huge faith in him, and he played quite a few games for them. It was a real coup for Crystal Palace to to bring Chris Richards in for the price that they did. So, um, yeah, he's a he's an excellent player, excellent excellent addition to the squad. It's just he's probably not very happy that, that he's not playing in the role that he's trained his whole career to be in. 
how do you how, how do you think his distribution is? Um, how is he kind of going forward? You know, in this new role he's playing, he's playing you know kind of higher up the field. Um, what would you say there? It's tough because Crystal Palace don't actually have the best squad of players available to them at the moment. It's very sort of stodgy football is maybe the way I could put it. It's very sort of defensive first, keep the ball out of the net and then let's see maybe if we can try and get a goal via a penalty because we don't necessarily have many ball carriers in our squad. You know, if Chris Richards had Michael Elise and Eberich Chiesa ahead of him in every game and he was feeding passes into those two, I think it could be really good for him. But ahead of him, he's got Jeffrey Schlupp, Will Hughes and Jordan Ayew, three players whose immediate instinct to, to usually turn back inside or to look for another short pass. And But when you look at his defensive side of the game in that position, it's really good, especially against someone like Liverpool where Palace are under a lot of pressure, a lot of key passes in and around the area. Chris Richards' game reading is, is excellent, so he can slide in there, make an excellent block, tackle, recovery, whatever it is to try and relieve possession. Um, I think he's going to have a chance for these next few weeks to kind of show that Palace maybe don't need to dip into the market um, and he can be trusted to see out that role. It's just how long Hodgson stays in the job for or if he's going to stay for the season. I personally hope that Roy Hodgson stays for the season. I think given that the squad that Palace have at their disposal, I think it's remarkable we have as many points as we do. Um, he finds ways of, of winning games. I know Palace haven't had a great record of, of late, but being in the position they are with the squad they have, the squads regress massively. Um, that's probably, you know, as I mentioned, if Chris Richards has better players ahead of him, he's going to be able to find better passes into better spaces. But at the moment, it's what everyone's working with. And um, Chris, Chris Richards in this makeshift role is, is working, I think. You mentioned a couple of times, you know, how, you know, he must be like gutted, not getting like more playing time. And, and I'm wondering, have you seen, have there been any like, um, have you seen any of that? Does he seem to be disappointed? Does he seem to be frustrated? Have there been any rumblings about that, you know, around the team? Or is he kind of being the kind of great teammate and saying, hey, I'm, I'll do whatever the coach asks, asks me to sort of thing? Yeah, I think he's the consummate professional. I don't get any impression that, that he's particularly aggrieved that he's not playing because Joachim Anderson and Mark Gahey have been phenomenal for Crystal Palace. I don't think there's any getting away from that. They are the foundation on which the team is built upon. Um, I think he, many probably could have argued that he could have been given a chance at right back. I know he played that role a little bit for Bayern, um, did okay there. And his natural athleticism is probably better than the two right backs that Palace have at, at their disposal at the moment. I know Nathaniel Klein can get up the pitch and Joel Ward's probably a better defender than, than all three in terms of winning clearances. But going up and down and supporting the team and making it more balanced. Chris Richards might be the best one for, for that position. So I'd, I'd be interested to see what he could do there. He went to right back for a few minutes against Bournemouth, looked okay, but it's hard to tell because the team were already down and chasing the game at that point. Um, a back three is, is something I'd be keen to see how he did in that because if you had Anderson in the middle, Gahey on the left and Richards on the right, you find it very hard to get past all three of those. That's uh, be a formidable partnership. It's just... Hodgson would never switch to a to a back five. I, I wouldn't see that happening. So, but when even when Chris Richards first played that role of, of sort of just ahead of the the back two in in that DM defensive midfielder role against Nottingham Forest for the final ten ten or so minutes, came on and did a really good job, and it gave you a lot to think about. So when Shek Decoria gets that injury, Chris Richards is probably in the forefront of Hodgson's mind, thinking he's come on and done a job there. I trust him to do that in a Premier League game. I think. 
the ultimate thing for Chris Richards is that he won Roy Hodgson's trust quite quite quickly. I think Roy probably took a while to win, not a while, but probably took a little bit of time to the players he'd never worked with before. He went instantly back to maybe the likes of James Tompkins, someone like that. And I think there was a game off the top of my head, I can't remember which game it was, but there was definitely a game where one of the defenders went down and, and Roy Hodgson brought on James Tompkins. And then there was a game future on where Chris Richards got the chance. And ever since Chris Richards got the chance, he never looked back. He was always the first in line to be that to be that player. So if Anderson or Gay, he did ever pick up an injury in that role, he'd be the one to, to step in. Even with Rob Holding coming in from Arsenal, Chris Richards is still the, the number one deputy. Um, but no, I, I don't... I don't think he can be too upset with the. He's obviously upset that he's not playing, but not be too upset that he hasn't been given the, the, the fairer chance because Anderson and Gay here are formidable. Yeah. You know, you've talked about one of them potentially, you know, leaving in the future. Um, what about what about Chris? I mean, um, I know we signed this five-year deal. Is there any chance, or do you ever hear any rumors that because he's not playing, he could go transfer somewhere else for a season or um, something yeah. like that? Yeah, I did a story over the summer window that Union Berlin wanted Chris Richards, I think. Yeah, it was Union Berlin. Um, I think they would have seen how well he did in the Bundesliga and I'm sure all the Bundesliga clubs would have noticed that there's this there's this guy, great age, who's on the bench at Crystal Palace. Why can't he come back to Germany and be a starter again? Um, I saw he was linked with, um, I think it was PSV Eindhoven and, and Feyenoord in the not-too-distant past either, so... You know, obviously he's going to want game time. He's going to want minutes. Um, is there a Gold Cup coming up in soon, or is there another competition for the? Well, there's a Copa America. There's a Copa America um, this summer. Right. Okay. Uh, so you now we're like you know six six seven months away from that, and so yeah, I do think he's going to be he's going to be hungry for minutes. This last um, this last camp that we had, um, we had two matches in uh, kind of the nations Concacaf Nations League quarterfinals. And he didn't play a minute. Um, he had been starting for the USMNT, but it, in these last two games, didn't even didn't even get a minute. And there's some rumblings that maybe, you know, the coach trying to send him a message that hey, you need to, <laughs> you need to get some playing time um, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get back out there. I mean, that's complete speculation. No, nobody said that, but um, that was a little odd that he got zero minutes after he's seen so much time on the field. You know, in the past. Now, I think it'd be a very valid point as well if that's why he had been dropped because you can't, you can't as much as he puts in performances for the US national team, it's probably the same with England, is that you need these players to be getting minutes. You know, if someone's getting minutes for their club performing week in, week out, they probably deserve the chance more because they are on form. And I'm sure Chris Richards will be looking at that thinking, I'm not getting a chance here at Crystal Palace and I want to be playing for the US national team. That was the first reason he came to the club in the first place. I don't think anyone willingly leaves Bayern Munich to come to Crystal Palace. Um, you know, it's a massive football club. Um, obviously, Palace are in the Premier League and it's the biggest biggest league in the world. Um, you know, chance to play against Manchester City on Saturday or could be losing town the week after. You never know. And that's what's so great about the league. But yeah, I think his number one concern would be playing for the, the, the US national team and, and getting those minutes. So it wouldn't surprise me if... Well, I'd say that. A couple of weeks ago, it wouldn't have surprised me if he was looking to move on. But now, playing in this role, doing well, he's probably okay. He's probably going to see out the season, potentially, in that role if Palace choose not to invest. I know that Steve Parrish, the owner, was talking to Amazon Prime the other day and saying that you know we, we might need to get some cover for Sheikh Decoria in that position. But if Chris Richards keeps doing what he's doing, 
I'd probably suggest that they'd be looking elsewhere to, to try and strengthen the squad. So could work in Chris Richards' favour. Well, I've been, I guess one more question, you know, before I, I let you go here is I, you follow the team, you know, day in, day out, you're around the team, you get a chance to interview different, uh, different players. I'm wondering if you can share any, you know, personal stories or anything from behind the scenes uh, about Chris that we might not um, know about. That's tougher. I actually don't do the player interviews. Someone else does it for the paper. I do the manager. But, um, I know he's a big He's a big. Is he a Ravens fan? I think because ah, uh, uh, you know, this just came up actually in an interview I listened to with him recently. But uh, I think that was college football they were talking about. Right. So I don't know if he's a, a Ravens fan or not. Because the other person who works for my newspaper who does like the the mix zone where they get to speak to the players and stuff like that after the game, they're, they're having a good discussion. I think about the uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, hat he had on and stuff like that. So. I have I've never heard a bad word about Chris Richards. He seems like a lovely, lovely individual. Um I hope for his sake that this new role that he's he's found at Crystal Palace helps him sort of settle into it a little bit more and, and he feels a lot more comfortable being at the football club with with minutes. I'm sure it's the thing for all players, isn't it? They all want to play. Um so but he's doing very well. everyone back in America or wherever you're listening across the world, um I can I can assure you that Chris Richards is doing well in the position that he's he's found at the moment. So um, plenty to be optimistic about. Do you think he could do that role for the U.S. national team? Well, you know, it's they're starting to be discussions about that over here because you know our number one defensive midfielder Tyler Adams has been out with injury now for I mean we're we're going on like almost a full year um, and he's not expected until March and we haven't really found kind of a true backup. You know, for him, we've we've tried a couple of different things. Usually, they've been playing with like two holding midfielders, um, whereas Tyler used to be that single holding midfielder. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I think I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it. Um, but who knows? Maybe 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 as an experiment in a friendly or something, uh, he could he could he could do it. And especially if he's doing that, I mean, if he's doing that week in and week out in the Premier League for Crystal Palace and playing well, I guess at some point you have to ask yourself, like, hey, we have this need here with the national team. Why not give this guy give this guy a shot? We'll see. We'll see. We'll you see. Know. Yeah. Well, Edmund, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I'll sure. make sure and put links in the uh, show notes to your X account, which is at Edmund Brack, and also to your work at the South London Press. Uh, but before I let you go, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, no, he's 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 a joy to watch. Honestly, I I enjoy. I think he's a I think he's a very good player. As I mentioned before, for the price that Crystal Palace going for, a very shrewd piece of business uh, business in the Premier League. It's hard to find a Champions League player of that age. That I think it was around ten million that Crystal Palace going for. It's is a bargain, really, when you think about it. I think Bayern have some sort of future buyback clause or, or whatever it might be but um, he's a Crystal Palace player for now we'll see what happens in January whether Palace strengthen in that role or not is up to to how long Chris Richards does, how well Chris Richards does in it but at the moment I wouldn't be pressing out to go and buy one because I think he's done, he's done a good job so far well, thank you. Yeah, uh, this conversation has helped me kind of understand how much he's appreciated, you know, over there and how, how highly he's regarded. So, so thank you for that. Pleasure. Edmund, thanks again for joining the show. And 
Thanks to everyone for listening to Here and Abroad. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a fellow USMNT fan. I'm Frank Garza. You can follow me on X at Frank Garza 007, and I'll be back next week with a new episode.